You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hi, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, as we all know, like one of the first things recommended to new parents is to find a pediatrician. That's just one of the first things we do when we have a kid. Kids tend to get sick. Moms tend to worry. So we go to all the well visits and we call at the first sign of fever or rash, get those vaccinations and express concern at reaching all the milestones. But is there anything else we parents can do for the wellness of our children? Well, yes, there is, Bonnie. <laughs> I thought you would say and that. I am so excited. Today is a special guest. It's yep. someone we've known since childhood. And her name is Marilyn Jackson. She's a doctor of chiropractic and has joined us to talk about the benefits of kids seeing a chiropractor. Yes, mm-hmm. I said kids. Yeah, and babies. And babies. All kinds of, and pregnant moms. Let's go yeah, back a little further. That's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> so she and her fiance, Wyatt Campbell, have just opened a new practice here in Middle Tennessee, which is Murfreesboro, for those of you who are not local listeners, called Milestone Family Chiropractic. And they see the whole family, but they're specializing in prenatal, pregnancy, and pediatric issues. Welcome, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me. So glad to have you with us. We're so excited. So, okay, let's talk about the definition of a chiropractor. Yeah. So Marilyn helped us with this, right? Yes, You sent us this definition. (laughs) All right, a chiropractor is a primary care doctor that focuses on the spine and other joints in the body, but most importantly, the nervous system. Originally, chiropractors were viewed as bone doctors, but they are really nervous system specialists. So talk to us about that. Yeah, so in school we're focusing not only on the spine and other joints of the body and how important alignment of those joints are, but we're also talking about the nervous system and how it's the master controller of the body. Every other organ system is attached to the nervous system. It gets commands from the nervous system. And so our job as chiropractors is really to make sure that there's no interference in that communication pathway. I always like to use the analogy of a highway or an interstate. Once it gets congested, you can't get from point A to point B. If those commands or those communication systems can't travel from the brain to the body, then something's wrong, we gotta clear it out. Okay. That makes sense. Great description. You're so grown up, Marilyn. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're so articulate, oh my goodness. So you said, you told me that the word chiropractic actually means done by hand. So for people who've never been, okay, I'm just going to say back in the 80s when I was growing up, I never heard of people going to the chiropractor. And that's just not that long ago, just so we've, just for the record. Just for the record. (laughs) Hey, the styles are all coming back, so it can't be that long ago. (laughs) That's right. Um, So I didn't take my kids. I never went. I didn't know anybody who went. Let me add here. Not only did I not go, but I was raised, my dad's father was a pediatrician, and he said chiropractors were complete quacks, Yeah, that they will paralyze you, mm-hmm. that they're terrible, horrible, fake doctors. And so this is what I heard growing up. Yeah, I think that used to be the common yes. consensus. So when I went to a chiropractor, when I was finally just like, I, I got to do something. My, I, I've tried other things. I've tried what, like we were talking about, um, Marilyn fixing it with drugs or something else. I'm like, well, why not? I'll just try it. I was literally shaking the first time I walked into a chiropractic <laughs> office in North Carolina. I was scared to death. 
And it ended up being such a blessing. That's why I'm so excited to have this conversation yeah. today. So what is what do you, what does that mean done by hand? Done by hand really is referring to the adjusting styles. When you go to a doctor, when's the last time you went to a family care provider and they touched you all over? It sounds inappropriate, right? <laughs> For a doctor to be touching you all over. Really if we went to a family practitioner, they would touch your lymph nodes, they mm -hmm. would listen to your lungs, and then they would write a prescription and move on to the next person. That's right. Chiropractic is really looking at your body as a global being. So we want to make sure that we are feeling tone of the muscular system. We're testing range of motion of joints. All of that is easier to do when you're touching someone. Mm -hmm. You can get a lot more information transferred from one body to the other. Right. This doesn't mean that we don't talk to our patients because we do, and mm -hmm. the history portion is super important, but it just means that when we're prescribing a lifestyle change, when we're performing an adjustment, it's done from me to you. There's no other drug or prescription or mm -hmm. anything in between it's just two humans connecting mm -hmm. which is okay so that's interesting to me we're getting off off our little <laughs> schedule here a little bit but that's okay because I could have the worst headache in the world and my go-to most of us our go-to is to open your cabinet and take out the Advil and treat it that way but I have also been to a chiropractor having had the worst headache in the world and there wasn't even any mention of what are you taking for this it was just okay, turn your neck a little bit this way. Oh yeah, I feel it right there. And so did I. And then it's a little adjustment, just like you said, and that was that. Right. So the muscle tone, um, the way my nervous system connected, this connects to that, you know, that song, you know, we used to hear <laughs> the leg bone connects to the knee bone, yes. all that. Yes. Um, when you get that back in alignment, then the headache goes away. The strain of trying to uh, walk a certain way jacks up everything else. Right. Yeah, it's really such a wonderful, tool in your toolbox for mm -hmm. good health my my husband had the same experience as you bonnie he t had headaches for what he was being plagued with and typically by the weather you know, the weather patterns mm -hmm. coming through and just regular chiropractic he was able to eliminate those yeah um, for the most part completely mm -hmm. and yeah. no more drugs no more advil no more tylenol no more excedrin it's just um I, I can't imagine life without it now. <laughs> it's just so great. Yeah, it's a regular in your schedule. I know oh, yeah, girl. Like, like we're on, I see, I see my chiropractor more than a lot of my friends. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been around forever. It wasn't just this invention made in the 80s, right? Right. The first adjustment that was ever documented and recorded was in 1895. It's actually a phenomenal story. There was a man who had a janitor working in his office, and the janitor had complained about losing his hearing. Hmm. And there wasn't anything that the doctors could prescribe. And I don't know if he was a professor of chiropractic at the time or if he was in school himself. Back in the 1890s, they were still creating the curriculum and the philosophy of chiropractic. So it really was more trial and error, just like how science was back mm -hmm. in the day. And so he said, let me check your upper circle. That's your upper neck. Range of motion. Make sure nothing's restricted. He performed one adjustment and the janitor had his hearing restored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it is sounds so miraculous. Cool. That right. is so cool. What a blessing. So, yeah, that happens for kids all the time I, with earaches. 
constant earaches and having to get you go all the way through and get surgery and tubes and that might be appropriate for some kids there might be abnormal abnormal um skeletal anatomy is what i'm trying to come up with um but in a lot of cases you can fix it with an adjustment yeah i mean another medical principle my parents taught me which i really do appreciate is you start with the least invasive thing Mm-hmm. And then you then you escalate as you go, and and chiropractic is, it's very non-invasive as much as touching as you're describing, Marilyn. Yeah, yeah, it is non-invasive. It the power of touch, when you think about it, is very healing. Mm-hmm. Just connecting with another person is really healing, but also with the way that we are analyzing movement, posture, muscle tone. It tells us a lot of information about what's going on inside the body without having to go inside the body. Yeah, I love that. That's interesting. And you sent us this great quote, Marilyn, that I'd like to read. Thomas Edison said this in the early 1900s. The doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame, in diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. So wonderful. I love that philosophy, but... I. I don't think he was right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think most of us are not. I mean, most doctors are not thinking that way. I so appreciate my um, chiropractor and doctors of osteopathy mm-hmm. who do kind of approach that more in that way. I think we're sort of, the pendulum is sort of swinging. I think as people become more and more self-educated about things, I think they're starting to get the picture that there's more to it than just the MD route with the drugs. We can do some other things. More than treating a problem. Right. Yeah, creating wellness and wholeness. Like our body kind of yeah. knows how to work. It was kind of made for that. <laughs> yeah. So let's help it Yeah. do yeah. what it's supposed to do. So, okay, I know from just friends of mine who are doctors or uh, I actually have a son-in-law who just went through DO school, most medical doctors typically don't understand what chiropractors do because they weren't trained that way. So it just depends on what school you go to, what method you're learning, which is fair. But more and more, you're going to see DOs working alongside MDs in medical offices and hospitals, and people aren't thinking anything about it. So um, they have the same training as MDs with the addition of some of the chiropractic manipulation techniques that chiropractors use. So Marilyn, what would you say is the difference then between DOs and doctors of chiropractic? Yeah, so DOs and also physical therapists, they do have some manipulation techniques. That's what they call it in their curriculum. Mm -hmm. And what they're mostly focused on is restoring motion to the joints. It's, it's, um, It's very simple as far as this isn't moving, let's get it moving. Okay. Which is great from a pain based standpoint and they learn what we in chiropractic school refer to as long axis distraction techniques so for example if let's say you were dealing with a very well-known condition of the shoulder called frozen shoulder where you can't reach above your head all of a sudden you just have a reduced range of motion in that shoulder there are a few manipulation techniques that you can do to free that shoulder up restore that range of motion but it's really only focused on motion it's not focused on efficiency of movement does that make sense okay it's a little bit confusing yes but i mean this is making more sense than it would have a month ago since i threw my hip out I know. last <laughs> month like a grandma and i ended up in pt and you're they're doing what you're describing they're doing range of motion more like exercises yes for me to like regain the ability to bend 
you know, at the waist, which I couldn't do after Christmas. So that's not a bad thing. You want Oh, that. no, it's good. It's good. But then I also go to my chiropractor who is doing something different for me in terms of the healing process. And I'm also going to my DO who is doing something different in terms yeah. of the healing. And they all hate each other. They, <laughs> like, I, if I even mention I go to another one, it's like frat boys. Like, they, they're like, oh, they're no good. They're, my, my way's better. And I'm See, like, I don't get rid of that. That's yes. got to stop. Like, because yeah. now I'm just not telling the other people. It's like I'm cheating on them. You know, I'm not <laughs> going. But you're right, Marilyn. Like, the, the PT is more exercising. And then the, the DO is more stretching. And then the chiropractic goes adjustments. Yeah. And it's it was a great combination. So I mean, look at me, Bonnie. I walked in here great did. today. You're completely different than last week. So <laughs> what have, what would a chiropractor do for a frozen shoulder then? Well, we would not only assess the shoulder range of motion. We're also looking at all of the consecutive joints, elbow, uh. wrist, fingers. We're also looking at any type of nervous system symptomatology, whether that's stinging, burning, numbness. And that has a lot to do with the shoulder a lot of that nervous system interaction is happening between the neck and the shoulder in the brachial plexus, which is like a giant complex web of nerves. So we would not only be treating the shoulder, we would treat everything above and below the shoulder. Okay. Because looking at somebody as a whole globe of structures, mm -hmm. we want to make sure that everything is speaking. So another way to talk about PTs and DOs, they're really great at looking at things at a micro level so when you come in with symptoms they know exactly what you're talking about just from your symptomatology mm -hmm. chiropractors regardless of the sym symptomatology tend to take a zoomed out bird's eye view just to make sure that there's nothing missing all right so how do you get to be a chiropractor what do you do is back alley kind of <laughs> 60 hours a little basement you fly to Bermuda <laughs> you take a six month course no 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 tell us what you do so there are only let's say if let's see if I get the number right I think it's 12 chiropractic schools in North America mm -hmm. and they're tucked in into mm -hmm. these small privately owned schools so there's not as much advertisement there's not as much name dropping unless you're within the chiropractic community and then <laughs> it's all about the name dropping <laughs> but the schools are smaller they're privately owned so they would accept students just like a graduate program so you would need a undergraduate degree that's related to the human body somehow a lot of people go into chiropractic having a kinesiology degree mm -hmm. myself i had an animal science degree so i was a little behind the eight ball when it came to human anatomy and physiology courses mm -hmm. once you have a bachelor's degree in some form of science then you apply to these graduate schools and it is a full hands-on deck full-time schooling plus a year of clinical residency at local practices where you are training one-on-one -on -one, as well as a student clinic where you are getting your own patients and treating them under the license of someone else so i it's I no joke i included a little picture <laughs> in here comparing um, medical doctors curriculum and of course this is just a generalization mm -hmm. every chiropractic school offers different electives whether that's different techniques for adjusting whether that is 
subspecialties mm-hmm. like pediatrics and prenatal care or sports and rehab. That's a very popular one. And we cover a lot of the same things that medical schools and even PT schools go over, including pathology, diagnosis, business, OBGYN courses. Radiology is a huge one in chiropractic school because there are five national board exams that you have to pass in order to get your doctorate of chiropractic. And these tests are made by chiropractors out in the field. And a lot of the diagnostic tools that they are testing you on come from x-rays, CTs, MRIs. So we have, man, probably eight or nine courses, each one specific to different organ system pathology. So it's very involved. Wow. Very involved. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm looking at the number of hours. Just the basic curriculum right. on average. It's It changes and fluctuates depending on what school you go to, but it's almost the same yeah. as an MD program, which I think a lot of people don't realize. I think they don't either. Yeah. So in your case, um, for your clinic that you guys have just opened, you have a specialty yes. in pediatrics, prenatal, pregnancies, that kind of thing. So what did you have to do to actually get all those specialties yeah so we have one course in school that is the OBGYN course you talk a lot about birth how the fetus develops in utero Um, we talk about developmental milestones for kids as they're transitioning from crawling walking running Um, but it's it's not enough to -hmm. be able to treat that population so one of the very basic things that every student you have to wait until you're tri seven it's in a trimester system you you have to be in a tri seven out of ten in order to get your webster certification so you are just chomping at the bit to get to tri seven so you can take the course in the webster technique which is really the gold standard of pregnancy care okay that's the bare minimum that you would need for pediatric and prenatal subspecialty so that's about 30 hours you can always do more courses but that's the bare minimum i also received a perinatal certification from a worldwide organization called the international chiropractic pediatrics association that is 10 seminars a lot focused on pelvic floor fetal development in utero sensory processing birth trauma that's what that's focused on mostly. I also got my doula certification when I was practicing in Colorado last year. That was a really fun hands-on way to learn more about the birthing process and even just a way to communicate with other birth providers better and also be able to co-refer a patient and talk about their birthing process, their recovery, especially talking to lactation consultants and that sort of thing. Same with talking to a vet. Mm-hmm. Their communication and their their acronyms that they use and the way they go about explaining things is so different. So I just wanted to be able to understand what those doulas and midwives were talking about. So that's why I got that one. And then we also are a part of a group that does ongoing pediatric training. So that's weekly programs, seminars, yearly, as well as continued education. If I were a pregnant mom, I would be like comforted by that, Mm -hmm. all that exposure Mm -hmm. to all the different components of teaching. Right. Yeah. Did you ever have chiropractic growing up? Why did you decide to do this? Yeah, so my sister and I both were in competitive gymnastics, which was 
very hard on the body growing up. So we saw a chiropractor growing up not regularly. We were not under consistent care and it was more whenever we had a bad fall or we had an injury. So it still was that pain prevention model. Okay. Did that did that pique your interest? Like how did you decide to do this? You know, I think subconsciously I always bookmarked it, but it wasn't until I was in undergraduate school I revisited it as a career option. And Bonnie knows all about this because her (laughs) husband played a vital role in my studies in undergrad, but I worked at her husband's clinic, his vet clinic, and I always wanted to do something with animals, but I, I was always looking for something that would marry my interest in animals and my medical interest. And so several years later, I went through an animal science degree in college and then I came back and got a summer job at a local chiropractor's office here and it was their dog's chiropractor that really opened the door for me and that's how I chose the chiropractic school I did because I thought at the time I don't want to deal with people I only want to see animals that would be perfect for me and then I got into the curriculum ended up love seeing babies and kids and families so there was a lot of twists and turns down the road. <laughs> I think it's Neat. so interesting with the animal um, baby connection, because we say that in the veterinary world a lot, is being a veterinarian is a lot like being a pediatrician. Your patients don't talk to you. They can't really point to where it hurts or anything. You just sort of have to look at them as a whole and see <laughs> what's off. So I don't think it's so off the mark that you ended up in pediatrics. And no. And I talk about that a lot with my practice members here, that babies give you all the signs and it's it's sort of like figuring out a mystery Mm -hmm. a little bit, but they also don't have that conscious brain in the way of their healing. They're not thinking about what time they're picking the kids up or what's on the grocery list or what they have to do that day. So when, when you adjust them, you see this instantaneous change, just like you would when you're treating a dog. Mm. So it's very fulfilling. I love that. Okay. That's my personal goal. Cause there's not all that noise going on. Just turn your brain off Renee, receive the healing. There you go. (laughs) Just like an infant. Jesus oh, says, become like the little that's children. Right, that's beautiful. Maybe I that's love why. it. I love it. So um, do you find that parents are comfortable bringing their children to a chiropractor? What's, what's the range of um, kind of parent client that you see? Yeah, I feel like it's almost split right down the middle. You have a lot of parents in my generation, especially, that they're very open-minded. They're looking for something that's non-invasive, like we were talking about before. So they're willing to try anything on the non-invasive scale before they start considering surgery, permanent options, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Then you have patients who have never been exposed to chiropractic, even in their adult life. And those are the usually the skeptical ones. So if they've never, how did they get here then? Why would they walk in your door? It usually is from a testimonial from a friend. Okay. It's rarely from their pediatrician or OB or any other provider that's within like a mainstream. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the mainstream medical mm-hmm. system. It's usually a friend of a friend had a really great luck, or most of the time it's moms dragging their husbands in. <laughs> the dads are always the skeptical <laughs> ones. Interesting. Oh, that's great. That's great. So what would you say to parents who give who, like that, who kind of give chiropractors the side eye to the skeptics? Is it just the proof is in the pudding? It is. But 
especially in our office because we are specialized in kids and pregnancy, there's a lot of re-education that we start with. We never want, especially with pregnant women, you never want to say, well, let's try it out and see how it goes because they're so, (laughs) they're so nervous about everything anyway. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They're very skeptical and they don't want to be the guinea pig, especially in their pregnant state. They want to be, they want you to be able to give them the outcome before you start. Yeah, take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. So with parents, I always tell them, think about our bodies and the amazing intelligence that it already has when we break a bone we don't have to instruct our body how to heal it when we fall and get a scrape or a cut we don't have to tell the body what it needs in order to heal so why should we always run to outside sources to treat things that we're struggling with our body actually has everything it needs within it and again i use that highway Mm -hmm. analogy a lot talking about we have to make sure that everything's connected and it's streamlined. So we talk about the nervous system and how complex it is and how it regulates your body's reaction to stress. And there's all different types of stress. And usually this is where the parents really clue in because they know all about fertility stress and work stress and chemical stressors of toxic fumes and why with pregnancy you don't want to eat certain foods because they're dangerous and they can lead to other symptoms so they they are already clued in on that especially with parents with kids i mean you research everything before you do it you don't blindly pick up anything in the supermarket you don't blindly take them to just any pediatrician you want to get information right from the source so i always tell them our job is really simple it's just a free any congestion, any interference in the nervous system, because if the nervous system has access to the body, it can heal itself. So our job is not to lay our hands on you and cure you and heal you like some magnetic healer. We hear that little backstab a lot. (laughs) Chiropractors, they're just magnetic healers. (laughs) So our job really is to use the physiological information that we have and allow the body to communicate and adapt on its own. So what kind of things are we talking about? Okay, you say stress. I'm thinking stress in a stress in the life of a young mom includes I'm thinking of that witching hour at five o'clock when your baby's just screaming, 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 or you bring your newborn home and they have colic and you cannot figure out for the life of you how to make them happy. You know, like they wake up at night all the time. That's a common one. They're um spitting up projectile vomiting they can't keep anything down reflux all the (laughs) all of those kind of things is that what we're talking about can you just something about that so with chiropractic we are not stepping on the pediatrician's scope and their scope is to diagnose and treat Mm -hmm. while we are not making any claims because every patient reacts different to chiropractic care we've seen a decrease in those symptoms that they're experiencing when they have a fully clear and connected nervous system. So we have a lot of cases that come in about chronic ear infections or my kid just can't stay well when they're in school Mm -hmm. or the baby's really uncomfortable after breastfeeding. I don't know what it is. Is it food allergies? Is it a lip and tongue tie? Is it my diet as the mom? There's so many unknowns. And so instead of us picking apart every symptom and trying to pin it on a diagnosis we're looking at the full picture and just assessing nervous system making sure the body's clear and connected and some symptoms respond 
really well to that. Well to that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How I about, would certainly think it would be worth trying. It just gets rid of tension, if nothing else. And we all have way more than our share of that, even children. Absolutely. and Because it's contagious. I just think in terms of my my mobility, mm-hmm. when I have regular chiropractic treatments, I, and um, when I go for my annual physical, after my first year of chiropractic, I was an inch taller. No joke. Wow. <laughs> I was one inch taller. And I, I guess that's just the compression the, the disc space the disc space right is it more it's got more elastic uh, when it's yeah. not being compressed between those spinal segments and you're restoring mobility not only is that improving your range of motion but also movement in the spine is what draws the nutrients into the disc space because it, they don't have blood flow like a muscle would so the more motion you have in the spine we always say motion is lotion and it's going to coat those discs and allow them to rehydrate ah super interesting love that just yeah, a little tidbit I, about i just discs. was like i'm not five six i'm five five yeah <laughs> measure again oh my goodness that makes the height to weight ratio better right <laughs> that's an even bigger do it bonus just for that right there exactly so talk to me a little bit about um adhd spectrum yeah disorders. is that something that people will come to you for it is it's definitely something that they can incorporate into care for the kids. A lot of times with, with children like that, their nervous systems are overrun with information. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that when they are in a normal environment that a child that doesn't suffer from ADHD or autism, when they're in that space, they're not distracted by the colorful things or the noises or the multiple people or the itchy shirt on their skin. So nervous system care chiropractically can help them just adapt to their environment better there's a ton of science behind it it's very complex as far as how you can retrain the neurological pathways Mm -hmm. in children like that and again it's not chiropractic care is not something that is going to cure autism Mm -hmm. or cure adhd not at all but it can help their body yeah and it can help them integrate a lot of the information they're getting from their environment yeah because what i hear you saying again and again is nervous system we're clearing up the nervous system and if it if it is um, a brain disorder or something that's overstimulated i would think totally yeah that would make total sense to put add that as part of your just regimen for health Mm -hmm. for your child there are a lot of things in life that growing up you don't perceive it as stress whether that's your family moving cross country or you seeing your parents fighting. A lot of those things as children, a child wouldn't immediately have a reaction to it, but their nervous system sees it, it integrates it. And if the kid's not ready to deal with that, what happens is their body stores it Mm -hmm. for later. And then let's say they have something traumatic happen, it brings up those same feelings. And a lot of the time, those situations are shifting our nervous system from that parasympathetic, rest and digest, easily adaptable setting to sympathetic, which is that running from a bear that's chasing you, fight or flight. And a lot of kids who have sensory processing disorders they live their life in sympathetic Mm -hmm. that foot is on the gas 100 percent of the time which is why they can't cope to their environment they're not easily soothed they can't sleep they're exhausted 
And so nervous system focused care really just helps us take that foot off the gas, add a little break in there, and then try to re teach their body how to balance that. Wow, I love that so much. That is so such a beautiful um such a natural way to approach it too. Yeah. I love that. It's just beautiful, beautiful. You do such a good job of explaining it too. So <laughs> thank you. Just wonderful help. I mean I just I keep saying it but it's so true because I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. I've like I look and feel better. My posture's better at fifty than at forty. What's the difference? Yeah, that's not the usual progression a, yeah, of things. Yeah, a decade of this kind of care in addition to other things mm-hmm. that you do to stay healthy. It's just so important. And I just think, wow, what if I'd had it from when I was a little kid? I'm not blaming you, Mom <laughs> and Dad. <laughs> but I am thinking, like, what this would do for a young body mm-hmm. to it, as they adapt and age, just what a step ahead they'd be. It's just care. Like, you go to the dentist every six months yes. to get your teeth cleaned. Okay, we well go to the chiropractor every so often to yes. get that tuned up, too. It's yeah. just part of your body as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's great. a great new option that's blooming. And I, I like that a lot more people are having access to even just the education mm-hmm. and the philosophy of chiropractic because what our goal really is is to create healthy kids that will thrive all the way through adulthood and we'll also have healthy kids and you're just breaking this generational pattern of reactionary care and treating pathologies yeah so it's it's a really good new way to think about health i'm, I'm thinking about our our episode on aces yeah adverse childhood events bonnie and how biologically catastrophic yes that is for children and how this could be such a critical component what a great Thing to have in your toolbox yes what a great thing to have yeah definitely go to so you you said something i heard you about talking about stress and traumas and things in life and and i'm hearing that word tossed around a little bit more and more just in general i think we're more aware as a society um, of societal traumas and other different things so as our awareness of all sorts of trauma grows um tell me a little bit about birth trauma like, is that really a thing? Because women have been having babies since the beginning of time, I'm pretty sure. So has it always been traumatic or what? Yeah, so birth trauma is absolutely real. It is definitely something that is being talked about more in society, which I find is great that women have the ability to communicate that. That's something mm-hmm. I feel like women feel shame about. Yeah. And they don't even want to talk to their closest friends or their own mother about because they feel like it's their their problem You're right. or it's something that they caused, mm-hmm. which is absolutely not true. And birth trauma, it's an umbrella term that relates to all sorts of that, whether that's fertility stress before implantation. Through science, we know that the egg that is implanted in the uterus has been nurtured and exposed to the chemicals in the mom's body up to three months before it's implanted. So, and a lot of women, especially my age, are being told, oh, well, you've got a couple symptoms, birth control will clear it up, we'll throw you on these synthetic hormones, the second you're ready to have a baby, your first period, you can conceive, there won't be any complications. And and now we're seeing that those synthetic hormones are really throwing a wrench in our body's normal patterns and so there's there's a lot of new processes that we need to start 
to detox the body and help return it back to that homeostasis and just get it back to doing what it knows how to do. As far as birth goes, birth has been around. We wouldn't be here if people weren't (laughs) having babies for centuries. So birthing is something that this innate force from God has given women the gift to do. And it's beautiful. It's it's something that our bodies were trained for and we've known how to birth babies since we were conceived, since mm-hmm. our mothers were conceived. It's just an innate thing. Just like your body healing itself, healing it when it gets hurt. We don't have to instruct our our body how to grow a child mm-hmm. for nine, ten months. It's crazy. But I think as our society has used all of the technology and innovation to use what we call interventions, Mm -hmm. whether that's C-sections, forceps, vacuum extraction, manual extraction, all of those things absolutely have a time and place. And there are certain situations that are more high risk to the baby or mom that absolutely those should be used. I think our society now is starting to utilize interventions more out of convenience and less about life-saving measures. We hear a lot about C-section rates in hospitals skyrocketing, especially during COVID, Mm -hmm. because no one wants to sit and labor in the hospital when they are subconsciously stressed about being exposed to something that could make them or their baby sick. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, they they feel more comfortable scheduling a C-section, being in and out, and as they should. But those procedures put a lot of stress on the baby even just the most natural vaginal intervention free birth still i mean the process of birth is the squeeze right like (laughs) listen (laughs) it hurts so flipping bad like (laughs) the burn is real Well, I had all the drugs, which is another thing that is an intervention. You could yes, consider that an yeah. intervention, epidural. But so I didn't have that. But yeah, I I mean it wasn't any fun and walk in the park. It's exhausting. I, I don't know that I would call it trauma. I guess now I guess it is your, tailbone, your body is traumatized. My tailbone there's a pre birth tailbone of Renee that is no more. <laughs> the tailbone I can feel it with my thumb, just the bony part of my tailbone it feels different just from the birthing process houston coming out wrong side up yep it's your fault houston <laughs> if you're listening to this babies will mess you up so yeah i mean they're even in a and it was a, and it was it was a healthy intervention free birth but still it's just an it's just an exhausting it is tough um yeah. kind of experience for your body you're tired and your body's been stretched and pushed and torn and all the things so okay yeah Yeah. two people are involved in a birth mom and baby so what do you do for each of those folks at a chiropractic office yeah so during pregnancy there are a lot of stressors whether that is conception stress financial stress that's a big one that we don't think would affect a woman physically but it does because she is now carrying two family members Mm -hmm. it's double the stress so In our office, we talk a lot about the three main stressors, physical, that's injuries, falls, growing a baby, organ stretching, the act of birth. Mm -hmm. Then you've got emotional stressors that can be anything psychological. And there's a lot of that that 
causes trauma to women as far as fear-mongering from providers Mm -hmm. or making them feel inadequate in their most vulnerable state. That is so true. Can you say that again? Yeah. (laughs) That is, I mean, that happens a lot. They, they, They have you where they want you and make you feel like you can't make a right decision. So there's all that emotional... I mean, you're carrying all this second guessing and worry. Yeah, I don't want to harm my child. Anyway. What if they're right and I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll regret it the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And you get manipulated into doing things that you don't want to do. And put the flood of hormones on top of all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 So physical stress, emotional stress, and then we have chemical stress. That's toxins that you're exposed to. That's those new 5G towers going up in town that mm-hmm. you're getting all sorts of radiation. That affects you at a cellular level. Should but we not have our phones by our beds and stuff? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm seriously asking that. <laughs> so the radiation that comes off the phone does affect your sleep cycle. So there's a, there's a little gland in your brain called the pineal gland. That makes your naturally occurring melatonin. Melatonin is actually produced by your body, but your body is signaled to make melatonin based on your exposure to light. So that's why back in primitive communities, when as soon as you wake up, you see the sunlight, your pineal gland understands the sun is coming up, we need to be awake. (laughs) And then as the sun goes down, you're not exposed to any blue light like in our phones. And so your body starts making that melatonin again, you start getting sleepy, time for sleep. Unfortunately for us, all of us binge watchers of Netflix, (laughs) That really does cause some harm to our sleep cycles because our body produces melatonin once our eyes are shut instead of earlier in the day mm. when we're stopped when we've stopped the exposure to light. My, melatonin takes a little while to get into the bloodstream, affect your heart rate, all of those things. So when we are not having proper melatonin production, then we're not falling asleep and getting into that REM cycle until probably the early morning, which is where all the real rest and recovery happens. So long answer for a short answer, probably best to at least limit your screen time at night and maybe read a book the hour before bed. A nighttime routine helps with that a lot. That's super good advice. A book. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm but feeling, definitely listen to what I say feeling and not what convicted I do. Yes. Here. Feeling convicted. Again, the technology is such a blessing. It's here to stay. It really is. And there are certain necessary evils. So if we could at least limit the amount of exposure that we have, whether that's taking one day to be offline and be outside or just spend more time getting direct light from the sun in the morning that helps with our circadian rhythm a lot making little alterations i don't i would not recommend anybody completely go off the grid (laughs) i don't know if that would even work in our society these days but little changes and always remembering that we were meant to be in nature and making sure that we still have exposure to nature i mean nature's the best healer so yeah, yep. see our episode on play with Jamie Langley. She, right. she preached that that, was so, that whole so entire time is so good, so good. So th- we have physical, emotional, and chemical, chemical stressors yeah. that chiropractic can address. Um, yes, because we're we're dealing with the nervous system. Yeah. That and a pregnant woman. So I hey yeah. look, I, oh my my stick turned positive. Yay! <laughs> so do I then make immediately an appointment with the chiropractor? Or? I would definitely recommend they go see their OB or midwife first. It's definitely not something that 
you're on a time crunch yeah. for. But there are a lot of practice members that we have here in our office that even come in before they start conceiving. Okay. Um, just priming their nervous system for conception, for fertility. I wish I'd been primed. That's Bonnie. so interesting. <laughs> I needed priming yeah. in the worst way. <laughs> yeah. It was such a terrifying experience. <laughs> That's great. That's so oh. beautiful. I love that, that people are coming cool. in even as they're expecting to be expecting. Yeah. yeah. And then as their body changes, hormones change. Hormones are affecting the nervous system as well. So keeping all of those pathways clear and connected i know i've said that 10 times now but keeping that nervous system from the brain to the body open and clear as the mom is adapting baby's growing it not only helps empower mom because she's more she knows what's going on in her body more she feels the changes she feels alleviation of pain and symptoms and discomfort so it's a good way to tie them together during that journey and then as far as baby goes, lots of pressure after birth, um, any type of intervention that was used, a lot of the pressure from providers removing the baby from the birth canal, even removing the baby from the uterus during the C-section, puts a lot of strain on the brain stem, which exits right below the skull. And the most activity in the nervous system happens at the brainstem level. So we want to make sure that nothing was misaligned during birth so that baby's nervous system, as it's developing at lightning speed in an infant, mm -hmm. is just ready for growth and development to just skyrocket from there. So it's a great thing to incorporate into prenatal, perinatal, postpartum care. Helps mom and baby just adapt to the surroundings baby adapt to new world so i can't recommend it highly enough i imagine i imagine back pain you know a lot of people have serious oh, back I pain did. in pregnancy yeah my, i had my joints just went haywire they like loosened up and i was falling and all kinds of stuff yeah so that helps with that you know reflux i'm sure you know the notorious pregnancy heartburn yeah. yes yeah. all yeah. of those things can be um if not cured then at least helped yes i think yeah and as a doula that's gotten me a little bit more access into birthing environments too. And I have several practice members who I was on call for during their labor. Because you hear a lot, women have these long, painful births mm -hmm. and even just labor as they're dilating, not even, they're not even quite to the pushing stage yet. Mm -hmm. And that's the exhausting part where your body is trying and trying to line everything up perfectly. I mean, it is a, <laughs> It, it looks like some sort of maneuver in the Olympics that the baby is doing in and out and around the birth canal in order to find the exit. So not yeah. all the time does the baby's head and that cervix line up perfectly. And usually that is due to some sort of joint restriction mm -hmm. in the pelvis. So I've gotten calls in the middle of the night a lot to go adjust baby or adjust mom during stalled labor. And it does work wonders. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's, really That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So besides that, which makes a big difference, do you have any case examples that you can point to where yeah. that you personally saw where chiropractic made a big difference in, in a, a small child? Yes. So we had a case here in the office. Let me think how old. I think he was around three months old and had life-saving C-section. Absolutely indicated mm -hmm. during this birth and 
the force used to remove him during the c-section caused a brachial plexus injury and that's that big web of nerves in between the neck and the shoulder and there's a very common case that we study it's called herbs palsy and what happens is the nerve is stretched to the point that the hand is partially paralyzed Mm. so the arm lays limp it almost turns in it's internally rotated and the pinky and the ring finger are curled under and this usually is a paralysis that is you can't fix this is a lifetime paralysis from a birth trauma wow roland came in for care his older sister was under care as well and The parents were really worried that he would never be able to throw a baseball. He would never be able to play sports or even play with his older sister. And after a year of care with previous providers and then with us when we moved to the area, he's regained symmetrical musculature on both arms. Of course, it's still catching up. It's had a few months Mm -hmm. of uh, no action going on, but the musculature development is right on track in that arm that's been paralyzed he has full mobility of the hand and looks like he's on his way to be the next mlb pitcher so awesome praise (laughs) god for that that's just a beautiful story very cool oh i love that the best part i think for cases like this is seeing a parent you just see that weight lifted off their shoulder because they come in our office and they've seen everyone They have seen every specialist, every provider. They have gone down the line of treatment, and they're just at the end of the road. And they know, I mean, that parent gut is Mm -hmm. telling them, this is my child. I'm responsible for them. I want them to be thriving. And they're not, I mean, the amount of emotional guilt of a parent it's it's heavy yeah it's really heavy oh i don't have any guilt do you no. bonnie none <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about uh, what in the world <laughs> <laughs> no it's true and yes. you do feel responsible to to seek out every avenue of care for your child um just like i felt responsible to seek out like what their internal talents were let's try this and let's try this and let's try this see what you like to do what you're good at same thing with with medical care oh for you sure just, we want to look every avenue and what a great one yeah You also had um, a six-year-old patient you were telling us about? Yeah, and this is a case that we see a lot, especially in the fall when they're starting school. Those little six-year-olds are going into kindergarten, first grade. They're around a lot of other different kids. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but kiddos are pretty dirty and gross and (laughs) licking shoes. (laughs) So the sweet little girl, she just had case after case of sinus infections, colds, ear infections, countless number of antibiotics mom was just sort of at the end of the road because the antibiotics would help for a week and then she would get sick again and she knew that her exposure was higher being in school Mm -hmm. and being exposed to all these other sick kids but she was just looking for another thing that could keep her child healthier longer and when she came under care she had some significant restrictions in the upper cervical spine and that was really the first area that we focused on and after consistent frequent care of course i wish we sold jack the magic beans to the beanstalk and we could just (laughs) cure everything and get all those symptoms alleviated after one treatment but it does take a little bit of time but a couple months into care she had not gotten sick since she started care and now she's been in school for about three months all of her classmates are sick but 
if when she does get sick, she bounces right back. Um, and I think that's just a testament to immune function being directly related to the nervous system. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Super interesting. That's really great. And you're right. When you're first starting care, I don't know when I did, I went weekly. I think it was maybe twice a week for a while. Then it got down to once a week. Then it got down to every other week. You can you can spread it out, but I, there's never an end because you're always moving your body. You're always interacting with the environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a come in and fix it, and then I'm never going to see you again. Right. And the older you are, that's the beautiful thing, I think, about the pediatric part of it and getting started so early. The older you are, the more set you are. Yeah. So it's going to take longer if I don't start this until I'm 40, well, then, yeah, some things are a lost cause, probably. Hey, Some hey. things are going to have to take a <laughs> I don't lot need that negativity in my life. <laughs> care and maintenance to just get back to the normal and yes. stay there than it would yes. for a seven-year-old who's plastic right. and, you know, can regenerate so, so much quicker. Yes. So true. One yeah. thing about pediatric patients is that they need more frequent care, though, because their bodies are so rubber. None of their bones are ossified yet. They are development is so fast as we get older we're not making as many new neural pathways we're not seeing things for the first time especially with infants i mean everything they see is new for them Mm -hmm. so their brain is working at lightning speed so it takes a little while to retrain the nervous system out of habits that it has so we see a lot of kids in here especially when they have severe digestive issues behavioral struggles, something like that, we'll see them even up to three or four times a week to start. And that consistency really pays off in the long run because it gives us that boost Mm -hmm. in their care and a resolution of symptoms. So at least after a couple weeks, they can at least sleep. And the sleep is really helpful too because that's when your body's recovering. So um, it definitely takes a little bit of a commitment at first as far as time, but it does pay off and God willing, they turn into healthy, thriving teens and adults, and Mm -hmm. their struggles are alleviated from there. I love that. So I'm going to ask the obvious question. If you've never been to a chiropractor, there's a lot of cracking. (laughs) There's all that cracking, which is alarming. It can be alarming when you bring your little child here, and maybe children don't do it as much. I don't know. But is that, does it hurt? And is it safe? So... There are several different techniques of chiropractic, and I think this is something that is not well known. Everyone thinks it is the manual contortions, you're cracking. I mean, now YouTube has a special category of just cracking noises from chiropractors. Oh. It's cringeworthy. <laughs> it's cringeworthy. We hate it. That's up there with Dr. Pimple Popper. Uh, yes. Or yes. <laughs> yes. That's it's gross. just a special, special <laughs> category, category of things, of entertainment. Uh-huh. So with the actual crack that you hear is the gas in between the joint capsule. If you look at a joint, it's not just a bone on a bone. It's bone, cartilage, tendons, and then it has a capsule of fluid that helps keep the joint lubricated. Mm -hmm. So when you're adjusting a joint, we're not taking a completely dislocated elbow and relocating it. If that was the case, I would be sending them to the orthopedist down the street. Mm -hmm. That is out of my scope. So when you're realigning joints, the crack is just a small amount of gas that escapes from the joint capsule as you're moving something into a different position. Not every adjustment needs a crack Mm -hmm. in order to be a successful one. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know. They get an adjustment. It may sound more like a thud than a crack. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, I don't think you got it all. 
that's where that education of functionality comes in we are definitely not cracking kids though yeah definitely not with with newborns we use fingertips little bitty babies i use my pinkies to adjust one because their joints are so small but also because they are mostly elastic their mm-hmm. ligaments and their bones are not fully hardened and formed yet and the blood flow to those is so high so really just very subtle precise motion is all they need so i always tell parents i use the amount of pressure on your baby's spine that you would use in the grocery store checking to see if a tomato is ripe so just yeah. enough that they know you're there but not enough to cause pain or even blanch the skin mm-hmm. so it doesn't take much but thinking about it from that point of view that only that much pressure can cause a change in your spinal alignment think back to the amount of pounds of force they're using in a c-section mm-hmm. so mm. it just it just shows you how pliable the structure is in a baby when you get to be four or five years old manual adjustments you can still do but a lot less force than you would for a grown-up so, so manual adjustment would be is what you're describing as the cracking yes sound. that would be yeah. where we're putting you on your side you're swinging a leg over and we're using our body force mm-hmm. to make an adjustment with kiddos most of the time they're just laying face down or face up a lot of kids lay on their moms too mm-hmm. on our table and Aww. we are either just using our hands or a very precise instrument we call an activator that makes a little clicking noise but it has very low pressure okay yeah i love so that it's just kind of barely there it is almost and like a massage very relaxing it should alleviate a lot of nervousness in parents to hear how gentle that is yeah and i will say on the animal end of it because my husband's a certified chiropractor for animals they when the dogs come to the visit or the horses or whatever it is they know they've if they've been there before they know this is going to be good and they'll like sidle into you and be ready for it because it's going to feel so good uh, one of our mutual friends does only horses, and he um, will take these farm tours all over the country to go to his clients. And they'll the horses in the pasture will literally see his truck and come running to the fence because they know it's time to be adjusted. So if an animal can know that and feel good about yeah. it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the a ch- little kid children can. will too. Yeah. yeah, that's so beautiful. The picture of the child laying on their mom mm-hmm. too, especially little infants laying on her chest. While yeah. you're adjusting so it's them. not scary yeah. and it's as not, they start motoring around the office too they want to be the first one on the table the little siblings are fighting each other over who can go first so it's always <laughs> it's always beautiful chaos when yeah. you have the kids <laughs> begging the mom to take them to the chiropractor that's yeah. always it's very heartwarming that's awesome oh, I, love I think that. that's a good note to end on to just say a positive yay yeah, it is. So come to. thank you for giving us your time, Marilyn. I know you're a business owner, a doctor. We we yep. just, we're, we're here in her office, actually. And it's um, Maple Street in Murfreesboro, 611 Maple Street. Milestone and, Chiropractic. Well, it'll be in our um, show notes mm-hmm. later, the information, if, if our young moms are interested. And uh, we have specialists like you in Middle Tennessee, but not really in Murfreesboro. So all our Murfreesboro moms, this is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. If this is something you're interested in, you don't have to drive 45 minutes. Yeah, it's right here. It's just right here in town. Oh, and if you're How not wonderful. local, then, then look it up. How would you decide? I guess that's one last thing. How would you decide what who's a good chiropractor to go to? Or family specialist what do you look for i always refer moms to the international chiropractic pediatric association database 
a good website, we can include that on the bottom, but it is ICPA, the number four kids dot com and you can find a webster certified doc or someone who's done extensive training for pediatrics and prenatal on there you can type in your zip code and find them nearby anyone who is around here but a little too far to drive in for care i would be happy to find someone nearby there's a lot of colleagues that i work closely with in east tennessee and georgia kentucky so i would be happy to point them in the, the right direction as well perfect Thank you so much, Marilyn. And as we're closing, we'd like to make you aware of something new that we're doing here at Just Ask Your Mom. We'd like to hear from you, our listeners, and your kids. So if you would like to check out our website at justaskyourmom.com, you can find the script that has all the details we usually say at the end of our podcasts. Go into your closet and record it with your kids so we get good audio quality on your voice memo on your phone and send us the audio track. And here's our very first one with Sarah and her boys. Hi, I'm Ellis. Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Sarah, and we live in Las Casas, Tennessee. If you like what you're hearing, please rate or leave a review for Just Ask Your Mom. This helps people find the podcast. Better yet, you can subscribe and get a new episode every Monday. If you have any questions or suggestions for a new episode, send them to justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on Just Ask Your Mom!